Welcome to Money Grows on Trees. Money does grow on trees. A podcast full of practical, real-life money lessons that you wish you learned in school. Lloyd is a former lawyer turned lifestyle entrepreneur. In each episode, he'll be answering the tough questions around money, investing, and entrepreneurship to help you transform your money mindset and move you closer to achieving your financial goals. Now, let the class begin. Here's your host, Lloyd Ross. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Lloyd Ross, and I am back uh, on a mission to change your money mindset for good. Change and disrupt your money mindset. So on this episode, I'm really excited about this one because we're going to delve a little bit deeper into the world of investing, and I am going to talk to you about stocks. Stocks. I think a lot of people, particularly in Australia, but all over the world, they definitely want to learn more about stocks. In my country, people are all about property, seemingly. It's, it's, a, it's a property-driven investment landscape here in Australia, and I'm sure it's the same in many countries around the world. But very few people really understand stocks, which in my mind is crazy because it's so much easier to get into stocks than it is to get into property. And uh, you know, statistically, property, if you look back, Property has out. Uh, sorry, shares have outperformed property um, by about a percent every year. Okay, so shares have typically returned, you know, nine nine and a half percent, and properties returned about eight eight and a half percent. Okay, historically, the last say you know, hundred years or so. So it really does pay to 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 pay close attention to stocks. So this episode is about what is a stock exactly. What the heck is it? Where does it come from? What are you buying when you buy one? And I think once we delve into this and I I explain to you a bit more about it, you're going to feel so much more comfortable owning a stock, all right? Because I was in a in the car yesterday with uh, a friend, picked, picked uh, this friend up on the way to the gym, having a conversation. She's in property. We're having a quick conversation about property and shares, right? Now, she doesn't know that much about shares, Okay. And we were just as we were chatting, she said, you know, do you guys own any property? And I'm like, no, we don't. She said, don't you find shares are risky? I'm like, oh, based on what? And she's like, oh, she couldn't really kind of, you know, didn't have a detailed understanding of it to, to be able to kind of like continue with that conversation. So um, what I've noticed is that most people have this immediate reaction like, oh, it's risky. Oh, it's risky. R- r-. Like, Stocks are risky. Stocks are risky. Because I think that comes up from their childhood, perhaps from their parents. They get this uh, I don't know, story around stocks being risky. And it's because it's just a lack of information, lack of understanding, lack of knowledge and experience. And I think that once you learn it, you, you just know you know it's not as risky as what you think. Okay. Because um, I, I think a lot of people have been burned because they've waited, they've listened to a hot stock tip from a friend at the pub you know, at the bar or through another friend. That's usually how people learn about stocks. Someone says, hey, buy this hot stock. They go and buy it at the peak of the market, at the peak of the stock. And of course, it just goes backwards. You know, another friend of mine, uh, before he started my Investing Mastery course, he actually, he, he his friend steered him into this hot stock, his hot tech stock. And he bought it like right at the peak. And it's lost about Oh, I would say 50% of its value since he bought it. Now, thankfully, he didn't invest a lot in it, all right, which is good because he was new, but it's li- he's literally lost half, okay, because of that one hot stock tip. Not a bad company, but just bought it at the wrong time, okay? Um, so let's talk. Uh, uh, it's going to be a short episode, okay? I want to make these shorter so you can get through them and learn and learn faster and move through more topics. 
So here we go. What is a stock? Let's break it down very simply. A stock or a share, we call them shares in Australia and stocks in America. A share is a share in a business. That is it. Is a share in a business. Okay? That's what you're buying. You're buying a piece of a business. That's what it is. It's not a it's not a candle graph. It's not a, a point on the screen that goes up and down. Um, you know, it's it's <laughs> it's not a gamble, it's not a bet. It's it's really just buying a piece of a business. Um, and I want to do an episode on the history of the stock market, which is going to be really cool. So stand by for that one as to how that actually came about. So a stock, a share is a piece of a business. So for example, let's say you're wanting to, you love, you love the iPhone, an amazing product, right? And it's created by a company called Apple, if you didn't know. And Apple started as a little business by Steve Jobs in his garage with he and Steve Wozniak um, many, many years ago. And they started in Silicon Valley. Um, and what they did was they started this little startup business, tech business called Apple, and they ended up creating Apple computers, right? That was their first product, computers. And so they started this, this, this business and it eventually had so much success, they listed it on the stock exchange, okay? So when your business has success and you're looking to grow capital, so you're looking to actually find more money to grow it faster, what businesses can do is they can either borrow money Okay, or they can actually list on the stock exchange. So they sell shares in the business to other people to actually raise raise money. So when you're selling shares, you're selling a piece of your business to other people, to the public. And when a, and when a business lists on the stock exchange, okay, it actually goes public. So it becomes it, it moves from a private business to a public business. And a public business just means that the public can own it. It can own shares. Anyone in the public can own shares in that business. So what happens is the business says, you know what, we need more money because we're expanding so much. We need to invest more in equipment, staff, growth, uh, You know, expanding our business. We need more money. We don't want to borrow money, but let's list on the stock exchange. So what happens is they they, they they calculate how many shares of the business they're going to list on the stock exchange. Okay, it might be a million shares or, or 10 million shares, whatever it is, and they list. And once they list on the stock exchange, the public buys shares in the business. There are many different shareholders, and they're buying little portions of the business, and of course, that gives money to the owners. But the owners lose ownership. When they, when they sell shares, they're selling a piece of their business to the public. The public's giving them money in return, okay? And they're losing an ownership share or ownership of the business, okay? But that's how they grow it because if they can grow and accelerate the business, then their smaller share they're left with is actually going to be worth a lot more money. That's what happened with Apple, right? As an example. But it happens with so many businesses. I mean, Airtasker here in Australia just listed yesterday, I think. And uh, it's a business where you know people jump on and they, they they're trying to outsource all these day all these little odd jobs. That I mean, Uber has listed, Airbnb has listed on the stock exchange. There are there are thousands of companies every single week listing on stock exchange all over the world. Probably thousands every day. Okay, so it's not an unusual thing. But this is where stocks or shares come from. So if a business lists and you buy a share or a number of shares in that business, you're buying a piece of the business. Okay, that's what you're buying. So here's the thing with risk. If you could buy shares in the number one bank in the country, so let's say it's in America and it's Bank of America or Wells Fargo in America or in Australia, it's Commonwealth Bank, okay? Very, very, very strong institutions, financially strong. 
They've got competitive advantages. They've got scale advantages. They've got switching cost advantages, a powerful business model, you know, just a, a license to print money. You know, and the best businesses are ones that are just can profit year in, year out without being competed away. Okay, just incredible, powerful businesses. You can buy pieces of them. So, so what I find interesting is that yeah, people can buy houses, which is great. It's fine. Okay, good asset. But I saw in the news, I was jogging in the gym yesterday, and I saw in the news, I'm like looking at the news, and all these houses are underwater. It's flooded here in Australia, okay? <laughs> so I'm not, like last year it was bushfires, and now it's floods. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in, the, in, in, you know, in the world, seemingly especially in Australia right now. But it's very sad for those people that have lost those homes because a lot of them couldn't afford to actually insure the properties because they were in a floodplain. The insurance premiums were too high. So these poor people have lost their homes. So they grew up with, oh, property safe, property safe. And they've bought a property. That's their, probably their number one investment. And all of a sudden, it floods and it's gone, right? So that's risky too. Property doesn't go without risk, okay? There are people that lose money in property all the time, day by day, okay? So I don't think there's one particular asset class is less risky than another. The reason why people like property is because it's it's predictable cash flow and they understand it. It's a very simple asset to understand and there's not a lot of supply coming online all the time and it can't be competed away. So property is probably a more consistent asset in that respect. It's easier to value. It's easier to understand. But shares, like if you can buy shares in the best, the biggest bank in your country, pretty, you know, like if it really got bad and the and and the, and the the bank was about to fail, the government would bail it out. It would have to bail it out. So I think buying you know shares in sp- specific companies are actually less risky than property. Frankly, it's just you have to know about it. You have to know. Once you learn what makes a share valuable, so like is it underpriced? Can I buy shares in this company for less than what they're worth? If you can learn how to do that, you'll find that investing in shares is not actually as risky as what you think. But that's what you're buying when you buy a share. Okay, So you're buying a share in the business. And of course, when you own a share in the business, you get to share in its profits. You get to share in its profits and it pays you a piece of its profits every year in dividends. Some companies pay quarterly dividends. Usually in the United States, they pay quarterly dividends. Every quarter, every three months, you're getting paid cash out of its profits. You're getting, you're sharing in its profits through a dividend. And that's all dividends are as well. Okay, we'll do another episode on dividends specifically so you can learn about them. But, you know, I think learning to, learning about shares is about, okay, which great business do I want to buy? If you could own any business in your local market, which business would you want to buy? Would you want to own Apple, a tremendous company? Arguably the number one best company in the world at the moment from an investment standpoint would be Apple. I think you know it's a little bit high priced, but would you want to own Apple? Would you want to own um, you know, your bank? Would you want to own your mobile provider? Would you want to own Gillette Razors? Do you want to own Procter & Gamble, the people that create all the soap and all the, all the products you use every day? Do you want to, like, what business do you want to own? Do you, is there a business out there that you think, wow, I'd love to own that, but I wish I had come up with that idea. I wish I could own Uber. Well, you can. You can own shares in Uber, which means you're an owner, and you can own shares in Airbnb, which means you own the business. You own a piece of the business, right? There's some tremendous businesses out there you can own. And that's what I want you to understand. You, you are actually an owner. Uh, what's really interesting, I went to this networking event one day and uh, I, I own bank stocks. Okay. We own, my wife and I own bank stocks. And we're at this networking function. And what's interesting is the man said he, he was in payments. You know, he was, he, he, he assisted people with um, payments, payment gateways to their business. Anyway, he said, who here likes bank fees? 
And of course, he was trying to get out of us, the audience, yeah, stuff the banks. We don't like bank fees and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I put my hand up. I said, I do. I like bank fees. <laughs> and he was a bit perplexed. He's like, what? What's this smart, what's this smart kid saying? You know, like uh, he was an older gentleman. So uh, why I did that was because he doesn't realize we own bank stocks. So I own, we own pieces of banks. So why wouldn't I want them to charge, you know, bank fees? That's how they can create revenue. Now, I don't, I mean, I personally dislike bank. I don't like bank fees on my own beer, but, but, I, but look at it from a position of an owner. When you own stock or shares, you own that business. So you want it to do well, right? I've got a friend of mine, he, he bought Coles, shares in Coles, which is a large supermarket, the second largest, largest supermarket chain in Australia. And what's funny, he says, now we only shop at Coles because he knows that's his business. He's bought in it. So he'll shop there because he's like, well, they may as well have my money. At least, you know, the very bottom line, a very minuscule amount of money would go to him, you know, because he's an owner, um, which is really cool. So remember, shares are simply a share of ownership of a business. And when you look at shares like that, you'll then start to actually look at the business itself. Okay, you'll have to look. You know, a friend of mine said today to me today, he said, hey, look, are you looking at A2 Milk as a company? Uh, A2M, which is a company on the Australian Stock Exchange. And I was like, yeah, it's on my radar. Uh, It looks to be undervalued, but I actually don't know enough about the business to make a proper investment in that business. All right, it looks pretty good on the numbers, but I'd have to spend time learning about, do I want to own that business? What makes it great? What Will that business be around in 30 years? Will it be around? Will it it continue to, to produce profits? All right, and they're the types of things you need to look for. So we'll do another episode on share valuation, how to value shares, how to, how to look at a company. I'd love to do a little episode on that. So I hope that's been helpful for you. That's what stocks are. That's how they're created. Um, and that's what you're buying. Now, to buy stocks, obviously, all you need to do is go through an online broker. You can go through your bank uh, as an online broker. All your banks will have online brokers. Most of the banks do anyway, the big four banks here in Australia. Um, interactive brokers is a good international one. And there are lots and lots of like Robinhood is big in the United States, free trades, um, we've got Superhero in Australia just started. There's, there's all those online brokers that you can you can use to buy stocks, okay? So it's pretty accessible now. Don't think that investing is, in stocks is really hard. It's not. It's quite simple and easy, but you just have to be ready to learn, okay? And that's what you're doing when you're buying stocks or shares, okay? So don't think they're just risky just because you don't know them. You don't know about it. Do your homework and learn to understand shares because it's a tremendous way to get started investing and planting your own money tree and watching it grow. And that's exactly how I did it to begin with. So I hope that has been a, a helpful episode for you and I look forward to seeing you next episode. Thanks for joining us this week on the Money Grows on Trees podcast. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, Money Grows on Trees, which you can find at lloydjross.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, leave a review, and feel free to reach out to Lloyd on Instagram at Lloyd James Ross.